I'd like to invite all of the children to come a little bit closer to your screens and to spend a special moment with me. I'm guessing that some of you already know how to swim. Maybe some of you haven't learned yet, but you're excited to do that. I don't remember how old I was when I learned how to swim, but I do remember it was my mom who taught me. And when we first got in the pool, she had me sort of lie on my tummy and she held her hands underneath me and taught me how to do my arms and turn my head. And gradually she would remove her hands so that I could do it by myself. As I got a little better at it, we'd go to the shallow end of the pool so I could stand on my tiptoes and still have my head above the water. And then she'd pull away maybe six feet or so and say, okay, now swim to me. And so I would start swimming. And I remember how it felt like she was so far away. And I remember getting kind of lost in the water and getting really scared and just felt like something was gonna happen and she wasn't gonna be there. And suddenly her hand was there, taking my hand and pulling me out of the water and saying, it's gonna be okay, let's try again. And so the more I tried it, the more I really began to trust that she was there. And if something went wrong, she would be right there to catch me. And the more I trusted that she was there, the less afraid I was and the better swimmer I became. Let's pray together. Gracious God, sometimes life is really hard. It feels like a storm. It feels like we're in a pool and we don't really know how to swim and it gets scary. But you're always with us. You're always right there ready to hold us and save us. And so as we get ready to hear this story about the disciples in a boat in the storm, Help us remember that Jesus was right there to save them too. In his name we pray. Amen. It's hard for me to imagine how scared those disciples must have been in that boat. I've never been in a fishing boat in the middle of the night in the middle of a huge storm. I don't know what that feels like. The closest thing I can come to is remembering what it feels like to be on an airplane when you're going through turbulence. The last airplane flight I went on, which was many months ago now, we went through a pretty long patch of turbulence. And I grabbed on to the, to the seat and held on and it felt so helpless. You're being battered by the forces of nature and there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to hold on and trust that you're going to get through it. But I think that feeling is nothing compared to what these disciples were feeling. They must have been scared for their lives. For all they knew, Jesus was miles away. After the day they had spent together with Jesus teaching and healing and feeding the multitudes, the story we heard last week, Jesus needed some time alone. So he pulled away to pray and he sent the disciples on ahead in a boat. And so as far as they know, he is miles away on the land. And the word that Matthew uses to describe this storm, he says the waves were torturing the boat. 
And in the middle of all of that fear and that anxiety and that certainty that they were going to die, Jesus comes out to them. They see a figure walking on the water, and he says to them, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Now, I think it's, it's tempting and easy for us when we hear this kind of miracle to want to go down that road of, well, did this really happen? What's the nature of this miracle? How can we explain it? And those are interesting questions and good ones for us to wrestle with. But those aren't the questions that I want to pick up today. Because I think in telling us this story, what Matthew really wants to get at is revealing who Jesus is and revealing to us something about faith. And so to consider those questions, I want to focus in a little more closely on the interaction between Jesus and Peter. Peter really represents all of the disciples in this story and represents us in many ways. When Jesus starts walking toward them on the water, he's just not quite sure that it is Jesus. It's hard for him to believe that in the midst of this storm and all the chaos that's happening, that Jesus is really with them. And so he says, if it is you, if it is you, command me to come out of the boat. And so Jesus says, come. And lo and behold, Peter gets out of the boat and for one whole verse, he walks on water. He experiences the miracle. He is filled with the same power that holds Jesus calm and at peace in the middle of this storm. And he begins walking to Jesus. But within seconds, the wind grabs his attention. He gets distracted again by the waves and the storm. And it's overwhelming to him again. And he begins to sink. And he cries out, Lord, save me. And just as the words come out of his mouth, Jesus reaches down and rescues him. And then he says to Peter, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I hear these words of Jesus and I wince because I'm Peter in this story. And maybe you are too. Maybe we don't know what it's like to be in a fishing boat in the middle of the night in the middle of a storm, but we know what it's like to feel battered by life. We are in the middle of a terrible storm right now. And we have so many wonderful things to celebrate in worship that I'm not going to explain and delineate all of the things that are happening in our world because we know them all too well. This invisible enemy that we're all fighting in the coronavirus the, the struggle for racial justice and all that stirs up within us and with our, within our friends and within our institutions and all of the self-examination that we're called to do is so hard. And in addition to all of these things, the, the headlines that we see every day of friends in Iowa who have been devastated by the most recent storms to hit our country. And then, of course, there are the things happening in each of our individual lives. Some of you have lost loved ones and friends in recent days and weeks and are holding that grief in the midst of the larger grief that we're all holding together. 
Some of you are dealing with sickness and loneliness and depression, loss of jobs, loss of a business, so much uncertainty. I have a a friend that I see once a month who's sort of a spiritual guide for me. We've been meeting over Zoom for the past few months. And as I was sort of emptying out upon her all of the things that I'm holding and worrying about and struggling with, she looked at me and said, it is too much. It is, my friends, it's too much. And it's okay to name that. And that is what lands us right in the middle of this boat, in the middle of this story. We know what it's like to be battered by the winds and the waves, to feel totally out of control, and to wonder if God is anywhere near or if God is miles away. And so we are right with Peter in this story, wondering if it is you, God, help me step out of this boat and trust you. And we're with Peter when he's distracted again by the headlines, by the bad news, by another thing going wrong, and we start to sink. And we're with Peter when Jesus pulls him up and says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? But are these words of judgment or is there more? I think with Jesus, there is always more than judgment. What may sound like judgment at first really is an invitation and a word of grace. You see, Jesus says you have little faith a few times in the Gospels, and every time he says it, it's to his disciples or to believers. People who have faith, but it's just a little too small. There's an invitation here to Peter and to all of us to have bigger faith, to trust more that God is with us and that God has the power to hold us in a place of peace and moving forward, even in the middle of a tumultuous storm. There's an invitation when he says, why did you doubt? This word doubt that Matthew uses is only used one other time in the New Testament. And it doesn't mean why were you skeptical, why didn't you believe, it means why did you vacillate? Why did you believe for a minute and then get distracted? I do that all the time. There have been moments in this pandemic when I have had my eyes and my heart fixed on Jesus and I have felt steady and at peace and then I vacillate because something else comes along and knocks me off my feet. Jesus understands the vacillating. But the invitation here to Peter and to us is to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and to trust that he will hold us and carry us forward. Have bigger faith, Jesus says. Trust in me. Be willing to step out of the boat and trust that I've got you. Some of you are feeling led right now to step out of the boat. God is stirring some things up in our midst. I've received emails and had conversations with some of you who are asking some really big questions Like, how can we at West End take a stronger stand against racism, 
How can we share what we have in our resources to help lift up those in our community who are in danger of being evicted and losing their homes and losing their jobs? I heard someone say one time, our dreams need to be so big that we cannot accomplish them without God. How is God calling us to step out of the boat? How is God calling us and calling you to deeper trust? How can you and I keep our eyes and our hearts fixed on Jesus? He is our Savior. The storms will not overwhelm us. Thanks be to God. Amen.